Yes, it is. Thank you, Brother Tim. Um, greet you all. Happy to be here once again and to worship the Lord and to feed on His Word. Amen? Amen. Praise the Lord. I was just, <clears throat> as we sang this little chorus, it says there in the line, I cannot fall, for it's greater than all, the blood of the Lamb. Isn't that wonderful? I cannot fall. We stumble, we make mistakes, but the Lord Jesus says you cannot fall. Praise God. Amen. The splendor of a king. The splendor of a king.
stand together, sing He became me that I might become Him by grace. He became me so that I might become Him by grace. He became me so that I King of glory would come in our midst and breathe on each one of us. The ones that have connected with us, 
over the internet and even later in the archives if they would listen to the service that the Holy Spirit would come and just minister grace and mercy we're so thankful for his love and his grace praise your name O God maybe we could just sing one more chorus I'm going to got a few prayer requests I'm going to read mercy rewrote my life oh mercy rewrote my life mercy rewrote my life oh and I should have fallen my soul cast down but I'm going to ask you to come and take us to the throne of grace and prayer. We want to remember our sister Rena Witt, who's uh, currently in the Royal Columbian Hospital in New West. She had her surgery last night, um, and she just wanted to let us know that everything went well, but we just want to continue to remember her, uphold her before the Lord. Um, sister Lori from Edmonton, Plotsky, I believe. Um, she has a granddaughter in the U.S. who is up for eye surgery. I'm not sure of the age of the granddaughter, but we just want to remember that need in prayer. And uh, Brother Richard contacted Brother Tom uh, on behalf of the Jassic family from Florida. Um, Brother Richard's son, Levi, has married their daughter. Their suspected at first that they had uh, contacted COVID but they realized or had tests and they found it was just a really bad flu but we just want to remember them in prayer as well and all the needs of the saints there's uh, much much sickness but we're thankful for the healing grace and mercy of our Lord Jesus Christ and with that I just want to give a little praise report Um, I'm going to read it take the time to read it Uh, for Sister Karen Pruitt. Um, She had uh, surgery to insert a feeding tube into her stomach, and they did this because her esophagus was damaged by being intubated. And so I believe that they are now feeding her through that uh, stomach tube. She is doing exercises to improve muscles conditioning to the throat. And uh, Monday, she should be moved to a rehab to take occupational therapy and physical therapy and speech therapy to help her pronounce her words 
she pronounces her words well, but the speech therapy strengthens the throat muscles to keep food and fluids from aspirating in her lungs. She is able to get up with assistance. She's able to to uh, use her uh, the bedside toilet and do some limited walking. She's weak from trauma and from being bedfast, but she is doing well. Her pain level is minimal. Um, she is in good spirits and in sound mind with all body functions working. We have, this is the praise, we have come a million miles from last Thursday night when the doctors said she would die or at best be only a vegetable. God is a God of miracles and we have seen huge progress since her brain surgery. Our praise is to our great God and we appreciate all the prayers on our behalf. God has surely acted on our behalf and we cannot thank him enough. And we want to thank the Lord for that this morning. Also want to continue to remember our brother Ron Spencer. He is ministering this morning, but we just want to uphold him in prayer. Brother Norm, why don't you come and take these requests to the throne of grace and the needs of your people, the Lord's people, the Lord's sheep. If you got a need, just lift it up by the raising of your hand and God sees it. God bless you, brother. We just talk to the Lord for a few minutes. And Lord, we just thank the Lord for the opportunity, Lord, that you've given us to be able to gather together, albeit not as many as we'd like to have here, Lord, but coming this morning, Lord, it's just such a joy to be able to see some of the saints, Lord, and we just thank you for that opportunity. We just ask you now, Lord, that you would undertake for these needs. And Father, thinking back to what our brother Spencer said many months ago, Lord, it's our turn. You've done the work. You've given us the promises. You've said that the healing is there. You've given us all these things, but it's our turn to reach out and claim it, Father. We're just claiming for these precious saints, Lord, that these needs would be met, Lord, as our brother Spencer said this morning, Father, we're watching a miracle in his life. He was given four months to live, and that was a few weeks ago already, and he's stronger than ever now. The doctors have said he's been stronger, but he says, I've got years to go yet. Well, just claiming the promises, Lord, that we've seen there, and for these other precious saints, these needs, Father, we know the healing is there. We just have to reach out and claim it, Father. We just have to believe for it. Take it back, as our brother Spencer said, Lord. Take back what's ours. Father, may you be in your people this morning. May you bless our servant as he brings the word. And just be in our worship service. We ask it now in Jesus Christ's name. Amen. have your seats. Thank you, Brother Norm. I appreciate that word of prayer. We've got a special here this morning. Brother Andrew Rebus is going to sing for us by way of video. Maybe we can go directly to that. Brother Andrew is ready, standing by. God bless you. Eliezer was sent to get a bride for Isaac Found Rebecca in a far distant land 
She believed every word he told her. She left home following a man to a place she'd never been before. To marry a man she'd never seen. She loved to hear him tell about Isaac. Following his camel train. Eliezer, tell me more. What does Isaac really look like? I've never seen him, yet I'm to be his bride. They said he has a home. Journey to meet Isaac. Rebecca said, "I'm thirsty and it's hot." Eliezer said, "Don't worry. Here's some ever-present water from the rock." She said, "I'm hungry. Did you bring something to eat?" Here's some spiritual food and season for you. I brought everything you need. Billy Ezer, have you seen him? What's he really like? Yes, I've seen him. In a sage field late one night. Garment blowing in the wind, and then I spoke his name. I said, Jesus, he turned and looked at me, and I've never been the same. Eliezer, tell me more. What size it really look like?
God, that's wonderful. Thank you, Brother Andrew. Appreciate that so much. I just love that song. I've always loved that song. It just seems like it's the heartbeat of the bride. Amen. And Brother Branham picked that up like nobody else could. Told that story and made it personal to each one of us, to the to the Lord's bride. Isn't the message special? Amen. We're going to ask Brother Tom to come and minister. You know, the more you hear about Jesus, the more you want to hear. The more you love Him, the more you want to love Him. And there's always more to be had. Isn't that wonderful? Praise God. There's no end to God. He's infinite. He's matchless. He's boundless. He's all-powerful. Glory. My. What a God we serve. Praise God. I just just love being in His presence. There's nothing like it. Glory. My Jesus, my Savior, and we'll ask our brother Tom to come. <clears throat> Maybe we can stand together. Just give praise to our Lord Jesus. My Jesus. Thank you. 
Let's bow our heads in a word of prayer. Father, we've gathered this morning to lift up your holy name. To praise the God of glory for you're worthy of all praise and honor. Lord, that we could gather this Sunday morning to honor the resurrection. Some here in the assembly, here at the sanctuary, some in the fellowship room, many in their homes. We pray that the august presence of Almighty God would be there in attendance. Lord, that your presence will strengthen, your presence will meet their needs, and the word of God will flood their souls. Father, for the musicians and those that have helped so many weeks and months, Lord, the technical brethren, that the gifts that you've deposited within the church, we appreciate them so much. Praying now, Lord, that you will come through your word, strengthen your people. You're the author of it. So, Lord, would you inspire it to every heart and every life. We submit to your will and say thy will be done in this earth as it is in heaven. Bless your people. Bless the word. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Let's turn to the word. Uh, you can just stay there for a minute. I just um, like to sing a little chorus before we start speaking. But I'd like you to stand where you're standing now. Turn to Psalms 46. Psalms chapter 46. Psalms chapter 46, a very uh, wonderful psalm recognized by two messengers throughout the ages. It was Luther's favorite psalm. John Wesley spoke on this psalm. Verse 2 says, Though we uh, will not, therefore will not we fear, though the earth be removed, as he was saying that, he was in an earthquake. So this is a psalm that's very um, appropriate uh, for now, past years, present, and future. So I'm just asking that the Lord will inspire it to us this morning. I will take uh, one scripture in verse 10, and then we'll go back and we'll read it throughout the message. Psalms chapter 46, verse 10. Be still. And know that I am God. I will be exalted among the heathen. I will be exalted in the earth. Lord, I lift your name. Lord, I lift your name. Your Time. Lord, I 
musicians, thank you. God bless you all. Good morning. It's wonderful to be found in the house of the living God. It's nice to see each and every one of you here. And those that are in the fellowship room, I see you on my screen here. And those that are at home, God bless you. And uh, we want to be praying for Brother Jonathan Frey. Today he's working feverishly at the camp, trying to make something available so that the saints on the state side will be able to gather in a a number. And Michael will be giving me the thumbs up towards the end of the service if it's going to be possible for this week. So they'll have a place to gather just as we have this morning. And it's so wonderful to see you. Danny, God bless you. I saw you in the monitor and I thought, you should be over on this side. But you look good there. You look very good. And um, we're just so thankful that we have a, a place to gather. You know, uh, we always hear in this, uh, as Brother Branham said, there will be a time when they shut you up. We never thought they'd be shut up the way that we thought. Uh, we always thought that the police would come and put the bars on the doors and stop you from fellowshipping. And some, all of a sudden a virus comes and we're all shut up. So there's things that are happening even in the natural realm that we see being fulfilled. And, and there's things in the spiritual realm that's being being fulfilled. And we don't want to miss those things. We want to be in the Spirit. Paul said, when I pray, I pray in the Spirit. When I walk, I walk in the Spirit. And that's, a, that's, a, that's an atmosphere that we need to create uh, in our lives, that that, that is uh, a 24 hours a day experience. So God bless you. I'd like to um, bring greetings. I, all the different greetings from Brother Tim Pruitt. It was uh, marvelous to hear Sister Karen's progress. Brother Tim, this week, was letting me know that uh, it's an amazing thing to go from death's door to a hospital room and ready to walk out the door. Our God's still on the throne, and he's alive forevermore. And we rejoice with him, Sister Rena, recovering. We're thankful for a successful operation and that the Lord would just be her strength and that she would have no pain. Uh, we have to uh, keep remembering her. And Brother Ron Spencer was mentioned also. We'd like to thank the brothers and sisters that are making the house of the Lord um, habitable. Um, a new, fresh look. The painting in the walls, which never, you know, nobody really notices that. But a lot of work goes into it. And uh, the benches, have, uh, I think was mentioned. Brother Michael was mentioning Brother Serge and, and Sister Elizabeth Waldner. They've been working hard on it. Sanding them down and restaining them. It's looking wonderful. So it'll be a great time when we gather again and we're here in, in the assembly together. It'll be a new look and it's a wonderful, uh, wonderful um, expression of love. It's nice to see you too, Sister Sylvia. God bless you. Um, it's just great to see everyone here this morning. I'd like to also uh, give greetings from Brother Sergei. Brother Biscoe gave me an email this week from Brother Sergei in Moscow. And if you remember, uh, Brother Biscoe felt on his heart that we would support the church building in Moscow and a church for the Russian saints. And I was thinking about it as Brother Biscoe sent me this email from Brother Sergey saying, we've outgrown the church. And uh, I was looking at the quotes, watch Russia, watch Russia. And we're watching Russia and we're seeing the body is exploding. And he, he wrote Brother Biscoe and said that the church has... Um, is too small, and they are looking uh, to buy five acres to purchase a piece of ground and build a bigger building. The Lord's adding to the church and brothers within the church that are able to help with that. So we're thankful to the Lord for that. 
how far God has taken the church in Moscow to where it is today and the vision that our pastor had to support that. And it was a wonderful email from Brother Sergey to let us know that God is definitely in the move, on the move. So God bless Brother Sergey in Moscow. Amen. Are you ready for the word? All right. The reason why I read that scripture at the beginning is because we'll make reference to Psalms 46 uh, as the uh, message goes on. Be a part of our message, and I'd like to title it, Be Still. Be Still. And if you take a look, if you've read, I'm sure all of you have over the years, those that are believers and love the Bible and love the Word, and I'm sure this is, becomes your appetite. The Bible is, is what we feed on and live on. Uh, Psalms 46, if, and many times we've all preached out of maybe different verses of Psalms 46. Uh, verse 1 says, God is our refuge, a strength, a very present in a help of trouble. So that's the beginning of Psalms 46. So really what David is writing here and what is being presented now to the uh, readers of this psalm is that it's a troublesome time. And a troublesome time was a time of war. And at a time of war, um, David is, is writing down in then verse 10 it wasn't a time of scattering and running around and doing a lot of things. Time of war, you want to evaluate or reevaluate where you're standing. What is this all about? Get deeper in the, into the call of God and letting the Bible become your diet and the message your life. Uh, to reevaluate something and to see the value of it, we need to be still. At a time of war, and they're preparing for an onslaught of warfare. And we've been in a war, and we're fighting. But there's a time where we need to be still. Be still. And know, I'm God. It's not your efforts. It's not going to be your efforts that conquers the enemy. But if you're still enough... And put your trust in the Lord. You'll find out that he's greater than anything the enemy can throw at you. So there's a time, saints of God, of, uh, there's a time to, uh, the Bible says there's a time to rejoice. There's a time to cry. There's different times in Ecclesiastes uh, uh, for certain things. But there is a time also where a person needs to be still. And evaluate really their own personal walk with God. Be still. You say, well, Brother Tom, what kind of a meeting is this going to be? It'll be a meeting just exactly what the Holy Spirit wants it to be. But there's a time where you need or I need, and we sit down and we reevaluate why and what am I to do in this situation. Where, where and what does God want me to do now in the present? It's not running here. It's not running there. It's just being still. Saying, Lord, we're going through a time like we've never been before. We've not experienced these kinds of times before. As Joshua said to the children of Israel when they were going into the land, we've never been this way 
before. There are certain things that will happen and events will take place in our lives when we say, well, we've never encountered this before. So then there's a time then we need to be still and know that he's God. And I will be exalted amongst the heathen and I'll be exalted in the earth. So it's not your doing something to be exalted. It's to be still and let God be God and watch him be exalted. Not only in your life, but in all the earth, God wants to be exalted. Be still and know that I am God. Let's turn to Ruth. Ruth, the book of Ruth. Chapter 3, verse 18. Ruth, chapter 3, verse 18. Naomi is now speaking to Ruth. This was at a time where Boaz is going to make his move. To redeem Ruth. Here's the counsel. Then said she. Sit still. My daughter until thou know how. The matter will fall. For the man will not be in rest. Until he hath finished. The thing this day. What was the counsel? She was to sit still. Be still. But as we have now read out of Ruth. Ruth is a type. A shadow of the bride. And we know that through Revelation chapter 5. The Brown in the Revelation series. Chapter 5. Uh, Kinsman Redeemer. Um, the breach, but the Bram covers Ruth and he covers Boaz. And I would like to say to you this morning, a greater than Boaz is here. You've heard of a greater than Solomon is here. You've heard a greater than Jonah is here. I want to say to you this morning, a greater than Boaz is here. And Ruth had to be instructed To be still or sit still to see how the matter would go. But we've already know how the matter will go. He already does the purchasing work. She already has his seed. We already know where that is. So now we want to carry ourselves in the scriptures. To see how applicable it is within our own lives. So this morning I want to say to you in this chaotic time. This troublesome time. And you would be foolish not to think that it isn't. It is troublesome. The bank system is shaking. The economy is being shaken to its roots. But I want you to know, be still. I want you to know that the end of the matter is rapture. The end of the matter is you get Boaz. 
The end of the matter is you get his seed. So in a chaotic time, you don't need to get caught up in the chaos. You don't have to worry about what's going to happen. God's going to take care of Ruth. You don't have to worry. You don't have to sweat it out. How is this going to happen? Don't worry. God watched over Ruth. He'll watch over you. God watched over Ruth before she was even in Boaz's field. While she was a Moabite, God had Ruth in his mind. I would like to say to you that are the predestinated, elect, and chosen of God, before you were saved, God had you in his mind. But you say it's a terrible thing for Ruth. She lost her husband. You know her husband had to die? Because her first husband had to die. That she might be married to another, as Paul says in Romans. So events take place for a reason. And God's in control of everything. So don't think it's in chaos. It's in perfect order. Your life is in perfect order. I want to hear an amen from every one of you. Ruth said, oh, Mother Noah, or uh, Naomi, Mother Noah. That was a good one. I'll, I'll hear that one, I'm sure, from all my friends. Thank you very much. I beat you to it. But Mother Naomi, what am I going to do? Your husband's dead, and mine just died, and Orpah's died, and what are we going to do? How are we going to get out of this situation? What, what can we do? I wonder what their conversation was over the table, Dan. I wonder what it was. The breadwinner's gone. How are we going to feed ourselves? How are we going to make ends meet? It looked disastrous. And don't say that it didn't. She lost, Naomi lost her husband, Amalek. She loses two sons. That's chaotic. Don't tell me. Brother Onotoki, you've got a son, Paul. i got three sons. To lose one son would kill us. To lose two sons would kill us. Manuel, wouldn't that be true? To lose Michael. It'd kill us. But she's got the weight of lost husband. She's got a weight of two lost sons. It looked Chaotic, but God had everything in control. So it doesn't matter what's happening within your life. My God, who is Naomi's God, who was Ruth's God, is in control. Here's a quote. He can make the worst things that ever happened to you the very best things that's ever happened. My, 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 my. He, God, 
can make the worst things that can happen to you. And there's a lot of things that if you look down the corridor of your life and open up certain doors and you look within that door, Ellie, you will see. You might lose wife. You might lose your children. You might lose everything. But God is in control. He can make the worst thing that ever happened to you to be the very best thing that ever happened to you. And how many could lift up their hands this morning? Say, Brother Tom, I went through a terrible trial. I just lost everything. But I had to. Because God had to get me to this place. See, that was terrible. But maybe God allowed that for a certain season in your life. To bring you to confront a situation you've neglected. If we serve God, which we do. He is an omnipotent being. This is true. So if we serve him, and I want to say, yes, we do. Then we're serving an omnipotent being. True? He's omnipotent. Then in that omnipotence, the scripture says, he will never leave you. This omnipotent God will never leave you in your time of difficulty. Oh, I wish the whole church was here this morning. Because saints of God, I know there's many that would love to be here. And some going through some very difficult times. But I want you to know, the God that we serve is omnipotent and he will walk with us through every difficult trial and it will turn out better than it was before. Can you say amen? Talk about Job. You can talk about his trials, but it ended up greater after the trial than it was before. But those that don't have God don't have a clue what I'm talking about. All they know is a concept. We know it in reality form. It, when I'm preaching to somebody that's not born again and knows this omnipotent God, what I just said is a concept. But it's not a reality. But I can say it's a reality. Because my God is not a concept. He's my best friend. Hallelujah. When I'm in need. I call on the Lord and he hears me. Hallelujah. So it doesn't matter what happens to you. It will turn to your very betterment. So this psalm we read was at a time of war. When Israel was going through a time of war. And that's why Luther loved it. Whenever he was going through a trial, this psalm actually is a song. And I would love to have heard how they sung it. Because every time 
Luther had the trial, he had the congregation sing Psalms 46. <laughs> oh my, I'd hate, I hate to try. I tried to put a little lyric to it. And you don't want to hear me. God is my refuge. <laughs> it's not a very fast song. It's a very slow song, actually. But he's my refuge. He's my strength. And he's a very present help. He's Jehovah Shammah. I'm the Lord God that is present. Whatever you go through, I'm there with you. It doesn't matter what happens to you. I'm going to see you through your trial. Therefore will not we fear though the earth be removed. And though the mountains be carried away. Though there's earthquakes. Though there's volcanoes. Though there's everything. Our God is the creator of it all. Hallelujah. Though the waters are of roar and be troubled. Though the mountains shake and are swelling thereof. The same one that came walking on the water to the disciples on their boat. It's the same God that is here this morning. Brother Branham said this. This is a wonderful quote. He said the Jesus that walked to their boat is the same one that's walking out of eternity into this meeting right now. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Don't get so caught up that you miss being still. Got to do this. So agitated. Got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. I got to do this. You don't have to do anything. Be still, Ruth. Wait, the Bible says in Psalms 37, 34. Wait on the Lord and keep his ways. He shall exalt thee to inherit the land when the wicked are cut off, thou shalt see it. I can say this is indeed true. So this God that we wait on, this Lord, wants to be exalted. For the Bible says in verse 5, one of my favorite scriptures. And as if you listen through the years, I have a lot of favorite scriptures. which happens to be the whole Bible. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. Can you say amen? God is in the midst of her. She. Who's a she? That's me. That's the bride. It doesn't matter what happens to me. Though the mountains be moved. Though the sea roars. Though the viruses come. Be still. And know I'm God. Hallelujah. Why? Because I'm in the midst of you. The God that dwells in heaven is in me. Past the body realm, past the spirit realm, into that soul realm, that God is in me. God is in her. Hallelujah. Don't forget this message, saints of God. Because we think, well, this is just the tip of the iceberg. This could be the tip of the trouble. I want you to be still. Our Boaz is going to do his work. He's going to finish the work. She, he got Ruth. Amen. He redeemed Ruth. She, he married Ruth. And she brought forth a son. Don't worry. The God that saved you has married you. 
not only married you, he's given you seed to bring forth Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. This God is amongst us. Be still. You don't have to run. I, I, I get a kick about I do myself. People run and listen to this brother. Or they listen to that brother. I'm not, there's nothing wrong with listening to brothers. But I've got a messenger that had 1,100 tapes. Now, I don't even want you listening to me outside of a service a church. There's a, there is a voice that came in this hour called Malachi 4. Luke 17, 30. Revelation 10, 7. You cannot be moved from that. Amen. Why? That God of that prophet is in me. And you wouldn't even have known that unless the prophet came and told you that. So this God that is in her is going to watch over her. It's going to keep her. And he's going to be exalted through her. I'll be exalted throughout the earth. It's a troublesome time. Yes, it is. It's a terrible time. Yes, it is. But in this reevaluation of time, we need to say, Brother EBA, it's greater is he in she. Are you with me? Greater is he in she than he that is in the world. Mm. My God. The battle is on. Is that true, Sister Sylvia? We fought a lot of good battles together. And we're going to fight some more. And let me tell you, the captain of the Lord of hosts that is in our life will never be defeated. Why? God's in her midst. Why do you think they put the tabernacle amongst the 12 tribes of Israel? Four tribes, four tribes, four, three, uh, four tribes, no, three, 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 three. They were around the sanctuary because God has always been in the midst of his people. Can you say amen? It was God in the Garden of Eden. It was God in the tabernacle. It was God in Jesus. It's God in the church and it's God in me. Hallelujah. We're not just a church and clap our hands and praise the Lord. That's not what we are. We are the elected lady. We are the bride of Jesus Christ. When troubles come, God wants to be exalted. It's not woe is me. It's not, oh, I'm in a big, I'm in a deep strait. No, my Jesus, my Savior, you saying it. My Jesus, my Savior. Listen to what Brother Brown said in the greatest battle ever fought. He said, the greatest battle ever fought, God is calling every seed of Abraham this morning to that same kind of life. The great battle is on. Now, he said, worldwide. The battle is on worldwide. Not just in America, worldwide. The battle's on worldwide. God wants his children separating themselves from what? From see, taste, hear, imagination, your conscience, your memory, your reasoning. He wants you to separate yourself and get where he's at. 
because he's the God that's in you. Hallelujah. God is in the midst of her. And she will not be moved. It doesn't matter. Husband dies. Wife dies. Children die. Famine in the land. Come on, EBA. You stay with me. It doesn't matter what happens in your life. God is in the midst of her. It does not matter what situation you go through. Listen, what he continues to say. I read it last week and I'll say it again. Brother Brown said in greatest battle ever fought, Dan. This is where we're at. Satan's army brings diseases. Is that true? You got that, Joseph? Satan's army brings diseases. That's Satan. He's a destroyer. Satan, the whole kingdom of Satan is sickness, death, sorrow, frustration, worry. It's all on Satan. Did you get that? So if that's Satan's kingdom, that's not my kingdom. If that's where Satan dwells, that's not my dwelling place. Did you get that? In Satan's kingdom, he, now listen what he says here. In Satan's kingdom is sickness, death, sorrow, frustration, worry. He said all that is Satan. I got a less amen. I got a bigger one at the first time. You find out where worry comes from, it comes from Satan. Where does sickness come from? Satan. But God is in the midst of her. If God is in you, what are you worried about? Read the book of Ruth. Find out, saints of God, what won Ruth's heart was the God of Naomi. That's what won her heart. She wasn't tied to her personally. She was tied to her spiritually. The God of Naomi didn't matter whether her husband died. Father-in-law died. Didn't matter what the situation. Your God is my God. Your people, my people. Where you die, I die. Where you dwell, I dwell. Amen. So Satan's kingdom is sickness, death, sorrow, frustration, and worry. That's all Satan, he said. Satan's army brings diseases. But God's army is commissioned. Come on, here's your commission now. When Satan's army comes in, now God's army comes. Because God's in the midst of her. God's commissioned his army to cast him out. Amen. Satan, get behind me. Satan, I bind you. Devil, you have no rights. It's not a concept. It's a reality. We don't want concepts. Listen, COVID is not a concept. It's not a concept. It's Satan. So what are you worried about? Satan's kingdom brings sickness. But God's army casts it out. Hallelujah. It casts it out. Amen. There you are. Every time Satan throws anything on you. Hello, who am I looking at? Who am I looking at? Has any time Satan throws anything on you? Worry? Huh? If he throws that on you, you're to cast him out. Sickness? Cast him out. Amen. 
Every time, Brother Bram said, he throws that on you. God's army is to cast him out. Amen. Cast him out. That's the very technique God used. Satan used the army of destruction to disbelieve God's word and set him up a better kingdom than Michael. That's what he's trying to do in Satan's Eden. But God's method is to cast that evil out. Who's in God's army? I'm in his army. God's method now is to cast him out. Cast down superstition. Cast down worry. Cast down disease. Amen. When a devil comes along, you know what he said? Kick him. I, I, I chuckled like you just did, Margaret, last night when I was going through this message. Brother Brown said, actually, when that devil comes around, kick him. Well, I don't know where he would come around, but wherever you are, devil, I'm going to boot you. Amen. He says, when the devil comes around, kick him, cast him out. Jesus has trained us. Yeah. Hallelujah. Amen. Jesus has trained you. Amen. So when Satan comes, you cast him out. Yeah. Ah, but we have doctors and we lean on that. And that's a good thing for us. Brother Bram never spoke evil of doctors. He always spoke well of doctors. And they do have their place. But a lot of times we lean more on the doctors than we do on God. I would like to stay down the middle of the road. I'd like to stay down the middle of the road. God's method is to cast out reasoning, superstition, worry, diseases. Cast down sin. Why? You're in a heavenly place. And you are above it. Hallelujah. Yes, sir. He says, you're resurrected in Christ Jesus, sitting in heavenly places. Now, now, come on. Are you a train? Are you still a private? Or are you a corporal yet? Or are you a sergeant? You're only a sergeant? I think you're more than that. I think you're a captain. He only breeds captains. The captain of the Lord of hosts has captains. Joshua was a captain. As I was with Moses, so shall I be with my captain. You're not a buck private. No, sir. You're in God's army and he's giving you authority. This is not man that's giving it to you. This is God that's giving it to you. He says you're above it because you've been resurrected in Christ Jesus who is in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Every devil... Every devil is under your feet. Hallelujah. Every devil. Praise the Lord. So now, saints of God, faith come by hearing and hearing the word of God. Behold, I send you Elijah the prophet to turn the hearts of the children back to the faith of our fathers. This message came to turn your heart back to the faith of our fathers. Not a mental concept. But a living experience. When a devil comes your way, kick him out. Cast him down. You are trained army, commissioned. Go you in all the world, preach the gospel to every creature. And in my name, cast out the devil. Is that Bible? Is that the Bible? Then if there's any devil on your territory this morning, under this redemptive message... Then you take the authority 
And you say, Satan, thus far, no further. Amen. Why? Because we can be still. And not just catch a little bit of a message here and, and catch a little bit of what somebody's there driving down the road and get hardly what's ever said. Do you know men spend hours and hours and hours? Not for you to drive down the road and hear only two minutes of, of two hours. As I told my boys as they were growing up, I said, it, boys, it's never quantity. For you to tell me that you've listened to three or four messages this week and you've read half your Bible. I said, I, I would rather have quality. I said, just memorize maybe one scripture. Maybe listen to five, ten, twenty minutes of a tape. But listen with it with all your heart. Not quantity, quality. I listen to this, I listen to this. What did you really hear? I want to hear Jesus Christ. Amen. I want God living in her. In obedience, Brother Bram said, God of this evil age. In obedience. This little faith woman lives by faith. The bride. Believes the word of God. She's obedient. Waiting. She's waiting. In love. For the promise of the age. To be confirmed in her. She's waiting with patience. That God would confirm his word in her. She is watching for it. She's watching that this word be confirmed in her. He's looking for a bride that will stand up thus saith the Lord. Or be still. Hmm. She's watching for it. Why? She's a part of that word. And she's watching for her life to manifest to that word. Be still. And know I'm God. And watch that life manifest to that word. Not just quoting it, but manifesting it. Are you, is everybody okay? Not just learning it. Living it. Watching for her life to manifest it. Brethren, can't you see that? I hope that didn't go over you. Brother Branham even said that. So I hope that didn't go over you. He said the body is waiting. Which is the word. The body, which is the word, is waiting for that life which is his spirit, to be confirmed or make it alive. She's waiting for it. No other life will work in her. Hallelujah. I have been married to another. There's no other doctrine. There's no other church. There's no other message. There's not another messenger. There's no other life worse in her. Oh my goodness, saints of God. This message is Christ. And only that life will work in her. She can't come to life any other way. 
Yet she feels it's out there. She knows it's going to happen. Then here it happens. Then she wakes up. God said, let there be. And she came forth like the first one came forth. Let there be a bride. And she comes forth just like the first one came forth. But that bride fell. But this bride will not fall. She's only got one life that she lives by. That's the life of Christ. Have you got your Bibles with you? Joanne said, I hope you get off page one today. I do too. If you will come, go with me to 1 Corinthians chapter 1. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. I agree with Brother John in the sense that the letter killeth, but the Spirit gives life. But Jesus said, my word is spirit and truth. The word, which is what she lives by, will never kill you. This message will never kill you. This message only gives life. God own life. You got that? 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 6. 1 Corinthians chapter 1. Verse 6. The Bible says, even as the testimony. Now what, I'll read it out of King James here. Even as the testimony of Christ was confirmed in you. That's the only life that she can live by. Even the testimony of Christ, which was confirmed in you. So that you come behind in no gift, waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. Let me go through the Greek diaglot with this, and then you can follow me along in your Bible. Even as the testimony of the anointed Christ, which has come to be confirmed in you. God's life has come to be confirmed in you. Satan's army is to bring disease. God's army is to cast him out. God wants his word to be confirmed in her. Now watch. So that you come behind. The Greek says so that you won't be inferior. In no gift. But you're waiting for the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. So that you're not lacking anything in the spiritual gift. Which comes only by the Holy Spirit. God's gifts only come by God. You can't manufacture a gift. God has gifts for the church. But you can't manufacture it. God's going to not let you become inferior. He's going to give it to you willingly. Gifts and callings are without repentance. They are given of God. You can't manufacture it. Just be what you are. Don't try and be somebody else. I can't be Brother Episcopal. Even though I love to be Brother Episcopal. I can't be any of these other great preachers. I can't be. I'm just who I am. But that's what I am. God's not going to give you an inferiority complex because you don't have that gift. He's going to give you a gift that's going to edify the body. You have a part to play in God's body. So gifts and callings are without repentance. God is not going to allow you to be inferior, but he's going to anoint what he's given you. So that you're not lacking in anything. Verse 8. 
who shall also confirm you unto the end that you may be blameless in the day of our Lord Jesus Christ. Or as the Greek diaglot says here, keeping you strong and free from any accusation. Keeping you strong and free from any accusation. Who is the accuser of the brethren? Who? The devil. Cast him out. Cast out that accuser. That accuses you day and night before the throne of God. When he accuses you, you cast him out, Joseph. You're not a very good believer. Who says so? Who says so? Well, how come you're not like him? I don't have to be like him. I can be like what God made me. I don't have an inferiority complex. God has given me that gift for me, for the body. God anoints you for that body to keep you strong, to keep you free. Hallelujah. From any accusation that you'll be blameless in the return of our Lord Jesus. Because he wants to establish you and keep you steadfast, keep you strong, and guarantee your vindication. That's what God wants to do. God wants to vindicate his life in your life. God is in the midst of her. Now listen to what Brother Bram said. All Jesus' works are complete. So look around. I want to see, I want you to look. Not half complete people, but complete. Bible says I'm complete in Him. You can't have scripture contradict scripture. You can't have that. Brother Bram says all Jesus' works are complete. Everything was complete. Total delivered. He totally delivered the leper from leprosy. He totally delivered the woman from the blood issue. He totally delivered the world from sin. He died at that day of atonement. He totally delivered every sin. He totally has delivered the church. And there's no need for us to live underprivileged. Well, that was in 1959. And now he's telling you, there's no need for you to live underprivileged. I'm going to vindicate and guarantee the very life of God in you. That you won't have an inferiority complex. But the gift that is of God that is given in you, I will anoint and I will use it for the kingdom of God. Brother Branham said, there's no need for you to live in a defeated state. You might as well say amen. Amen. I'd love to hear that. Wouldn't you love to hear the fellowship room? Wouldn't you love to hear them shout amen, brother Tom? No need for us to be in a defeated state. Amen. Uh, Amen. Why? Because the devil is the one that's defeated. Hallelujah. All principalities and powers are subdued. Under your feet. Satan. Here's your prophet now speaking. Which is the voice of God. I've got quote after quote. Enough quotes here to keep you for the rest of the afternoon. This is not my voice. That's his voice. Whatever he said sir. That's it. 
The same one that tells me who your name is, is the same one that instructs me on the scriptures. Hallelujah. Then he's telling you, not Brother Branham. God is telling you, every devil is under your feet. Amen. Every principality is subdued under your feet. Satan has no legal right or rule over you. We are Christians. We are Christians. We're filled with the Holy Ghost. God's in her midst. Though the sea roar, though the mountains move, though there be earthquakes, though there be crises, troubles, wars, and rumors of wars, we are not moved. We are not moved, saints of God. We are not moved because we are in the immovable rock of God. We are Christians filled with the Holy Ghost. And we'll have no devil dictate to us. Okay. All right. I remember last week's was higher thoughts. To bring you to higher thoughts. Higher concepts now. Higher. Co- Let's not just talk about the message. Let's live the message. Let's live the message. They will have no legal right over me. I'm a Christian. I'm filled with the Holy Ghost. I will have no devil dictate my state. Amen. Amen. I'm under his total deliverance. I'm delivered from some evil. No, he does a complete work. I am his workmanship. He does everything complete. So now he has delivered us from all evil. He has delivered us from all sin. Might as well say amen. Amen. I'm going to preach it until you say it. He has delivered you from all habits. Hallelujah. Take that one, devil. He has delivered us from every spirit and smutty thing. Smutty, I like that. He has totally delivered us by his holy hands. We're complete and totally Delivered. Hallelujah. Listen to what he says here. Just a few months ago, I preached a series of meetings at the tabernacle on the seven ages. God is in the midst of her. Remember this now. Psalms 46. Don't ever forget it. God is in the midst of her. You perhaps all have heard them. He's talking about the church ages. When I finished drawing it out on the blackboard. The seven church ages. That light come in, and that light went out, and I guess perhaps some are here, some are there's amongst us anyhow, we all know. He said, wasn't that strange, that day, that last church age, that great pillar of fire, which is amongst us, came down before hundreds of people and drew those ages on the wall. No other messenger spake like this messenger. I'm sorry. Luther never got this, folks. Wesley never got this. Pentecost never got this. But you got this. The God that came down in that tabernacle is the same one that is in your tabernacle. Hallelujah. The one who walked through in those seven candlesticks is the one that's walking in your life. We'll walk in the light 
Shalom then. What's your problem? Shalom. Your lights come. It's peace. Don't be weary. Don't let this get you down. It never got Naomi down. Because when God was moving her, he was moving her back to her land. Moving her back to where she should have stayed. But God was with Naomi, whether she was in the land or out of the land. When you're in or out, and you're a predestinated seed of God, God is with his people. She heard the Lord had visited the people of Israel. And that God that was in her was now leading her back to her position. And brought Ruth, who was in the mind of God, to Boaz. Can you sing the song now? He leadeth me a different way. <laughs> but Brother Tom, I'm going through this. He leadeth me. Oh, blessed thought. But I'm going through this. Her heartache. He leadeth me. Oh, blessed thought. Where is he leading you? To Boaz, Ruth. Just be still and know he's God. Hallelujah. Listen, saints. God led her to Boaz's field. I don't know how many were in the state of Israel at the time that Boaz was there. But there were a lot of other fields. There was a lot of other churches you could have gone to. But the Holy Ghost led you to this message. Which is Jesus Christ, who Boaz was a type of. God led Ruth to Boaz. God led you to a greater than Boaz is here this morning. Hallelujah. He's led you to his side. How many fields? How many fields? How many fields is in this world? The Bible says in Matthew 13, said unto him, the field is the world. You could have gone anywhere. But the son of man sowed the good seed. So God knows his field. God knows his seed. God knows his people. (laughs) I want to show the amen. God knows the field you're in. God knows the seed you have. And he knows how to direct the footsteps of the righteous are ordered of the Lord. Even when Ruth didn't know it, God was in her life. Think about it. Think about it. Even before you knew Jesus, God was in your life. Hallelujah. He led you to the foot of Calvary. He led you to his word. He led you to himself. It wasn't you running around. Just be still. God will bring his word to your field. Because he wants his life in you. Hallelujah. Listen, when Brother John used that quote, that way she's offering, that is a profound quote. In the rising of the sun. Where this sheaf was cut down. This message. Was cut down. 
But God knew it was way before the throne of grace. And there was another harvest at harvest time. There'd be another roost come at harvest time. There would be another field at harvest time. And there would be another Boaz at this time. Hallelujah. Brother Bram said, Boaz is Christ. He's the Lord of the harvest. Look out in the field. And in that field, Boaz saw Ruth. The field is the world. Brother Timothy, <laughs> our Boaz saw you. Our Boaz saw you. Hallelujah. And he said to the reaper, <laughs> just drop a little for him. He wants, he wants to know about serpent seed. Seed of discrepancy. I would give him a little bit more. Give him a little bit more. But there came a time when there was going to be a whole pile dumped down. Called the opening of his word. And God was dropping them on purpose. He was dropping this message on purpose. So that he could prove to the devil. This Eve will stand. This bride will not fall. Hallelujah. This message was Christ. And this message is immortal life. Well, I know that's strong. But I'm telling you, it's no less the truth. This message is Christ. He's immortal and it's eternal. And he sent it for you. Hallelujah. He sent it to your field. And he opened the word for you. Because he is my near kinsman. He is going to redeem me. And he is a man of wealth. He is my God. Hello, Ruth. Have you sat still enough this morning to know who you are? When she knows who she is. But Brian said, then we'll go. Do you see the law of redemption take place? Do you realize who's present? (laughs) Who this Jesus is? He's the mighty Boaz. And he dropped down a seed of the token. And he dropped down the seed of Christ, the mystery God revealed. And he kept on dropping unveiling of God. Things that are to be. And every time you started to eat on that word. And you started to need that bread. And you eat that bread of life. You got stronger and stronger and stronger. Till finally he gave you the full load of the open book. And now you are what you eat. You are eating the body word of the son of man himself. There you are, he says. There's the whole plan. God redeeming Ruth at the time of harvest. So now here we are at the end of time. Brother Bram said it's the ending of time and the blending of eternity. Where do you stand in this great harvest field of God? Bible says in Ruth, 
4 and 13. So Boaz took Ruth. And she was his wife. And he went in unto her. And the Lord gave her conception. And she bare him a son. I don't know about you. But I've been in Boaz's tent a long time. Hallelujah. And there's a conception that has taken place. And it's Jesus in me. And it's Jesus in you. Hallelujah. Boaz took her. And she, the Lord gave her conception. God gave you conception. And she bare him a son. And the women said unto Naomi, Blessed be the Lord which hath not left thee this day without a kinsman. And that his name shall be famous in Israel. And he shall be unto thee. A restored. Brother Leon, are you hearing this in the, in the lobby? He shall be to you. A restorer of thy life. A restorer of thy life. A nurturer in your old age. Hallelujah. God watching over his children. God is our sustainer. He's our restorer. So why worry now? Why worry one moment? You might have grown up as maybe I did as a heathen. As she did as a heathen. But God had her, his eye on her then. God had his, you said, well, here I knocked another notch on your, on your name. There you go. God had his eye on you. Before your mom and dad were even married. That's a great God that's watching over your great, 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 great grandparent in every war, every plague, every disease, every famine. God watched over every one of the lineages sitting in this room and those that are the elect of God. You don't think my God's omnipotent? He's omnipotent. He, the devil couldn't destroy your great, great, great grandfather or your great, 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 great grandmother until that seed passed on. And I tell you, saints of God, every child that was birthed into this church, you might as well lift up your hands, whether you're at home with your parents, and rejoice! Because God knew you were going to be birthed in Boaz's field! God knew where we would be birthed. God knew who he'd be married to. God knew the conception would come. God knew his life would be passed on. Now, Paul writes in 2 Thessalonians 3.16, Now the Lord of peace himself give you peace always by all means. Scripture is powerful. Did you get that? If you want to write that down, that's fine. 2 Thessalonians 3.16 Now the Lord of peace, he's the Lord of shalom. He's the God that's watching over Naomi. He's watching over Israel. He's watching over the Gentile bride. He's watching over us all. And that the Lord of peace himself give you peace just sometimes. Why? 
Because God's in her midst. And she won't be moved. God is in her. And Paul says, and the Lord of peace himself give you peace always, by all means. The Lord be with you all. He's the God of peace that will grant you peace at all times. And the Greek goes in to say, not at just all times, but under every circumstance. Every trial you go through. He's the God of peace. And if that God of peace is in you, then saints of God, shouldn't you have peace in a time? Of trouble, there'll be peace in the time of the storm. Shouldn't you have peace this morning? Fear is not of God, but love casts out all fear. Closing. Closing scripture. I want you to notice I always am one hour and five minutes. Because I have enough emails from enough people saying, Brother Tom, we're thankful for the, how you're putting in the word for that time space because our children are attentive to a screen. They're not wandering. You go too long and they start wandering. So uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to start winding down. Just been an hour and five minutes. If you want a last scripture, scripture I love, Romans chapter 16, verse 20. We can read that together. At home, fellowship room, sanctuary, wherever you are. Romans 16, verse 20. Read it out loud and clear. Let the devil know who you are. Let God know that you appreciate the God that dwells in her. We'll read it together. Have you, say amen if you're there. Amen. Romans 16, verse 20. Let's read it together. And the God of shall bruise under your the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ be with you. Amen. You know what the Greek says here? Now the Lord of peace himself grant you peace. Always, at all times, under every circumstance, under any condition, wherever you are, the Lord is with you always. Can you say amen? Amen. Be still. At times when the world is running and you don't know where to. America is crashing. The debt load is horrific. Canada is right behind it. I don't know tomorrow or the next week whether or not you'll have a bank account that you can actually go to the bank. Yeah, that's a reality, Ellie. You better find out one day who's your God. Not the God of money. Better be the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Better be our Lord Jesus Christ. Because there's going to be a time you're going to have to call on that name. But there's always a time when it's over. And we're coming down to these times. Who would have thought We've come to where we are today. You say, well, that was just a blip. Oh, China throws out another one. There's a worse one coming than COVID-19. Don't you love the news? Don't you love that? Don't you love waking up to MSNBC, CNN, Fox? Of course not. I hate it. But I love the good news. 
Where my Bible says perfect love casts out all fear. Amen. Put a wall of fire around my family, Lord. Watch over my children. I bind you, Satan. You're under my feet and the God of peace is dwelling in me. Hallelujah. God dwells in the midst of his people. God who walked in the midst of those seven candlesticks is the one that's dwelling in you this morning. Musicians, please come. Christ. Now, Brother Ram is saying this now. Christ is now taking to himself a bride to be pregnated with his own seed word. In her womb. God watched over Sarah's womb. Come on. God watched over Sarah's womb. King Abimelech couldn't get her. God watched over Ruth's womb. Uh huh. She cannot conceive. But God is watching over your womb. Which is your mind. And God has pregnated you with his word. Hallelujah. And you've been pregnated with thus saith the Lord. Jesus Christ himself. Christ is now taking his bride. Brother Timothy, I love this. Taking his bride to be pregnated with his own seed word to her womb. You can't commit adultery. You're already pregnant. Come on. Come on, fellowship room. We're already pregnant. He said, you can't commit adultery. You're already pregnant. Glory. He can't take a hold. The womb of life has closed to anything else. You're already his. By predestination. Hallelujah. God has taken me into his field. And given me his seed. To bring forth his life. I say blessed be his holy name. Praise him. Praise him Sharon. The rocks will if you don't. Praise him EBA. Praise him I say this morning. For he's worthy of all praise. Amen. Well, you say, Brother Tom, that's too strong for us. I don't think so. I think you've moved from being a little girl to a bride. Amen. I believe God is doing his work in you and in me. Amen. He has now pregnated us with, and I'd love to get to it. And Lord willing, I will next time I speak. He's pregnated us with our own inheritance. God's pregnated us with our inheritance. He's already given us his life, and that is inheritance. What did you get? What was left you? The word. The word. 
What was left to you? The Logos. Oh yeah, just on them. The Logos? The Word? Jesus Christ? <laughs> He's left me Him? The God of glory? I say praise His holy name. Hallelujah. I'm just letting the devil know. Amen. He's got somebody on his hands this week. He's been fighting me for two weeks now. I'm having a real good jubilee up here right now. Amen. He fought me a long time. I, I've had the worst two weeks of a long time. But now, it seems like all is well. All is well. Amen. Be still, bride. Be still and have that intimate time with Jesus. Have that time where he can commune with you and he can pass his seat to you. And that life can come through you. Let's bow our heads. Father. How we lift. Your your name. Up your holy. And wonderful. Name. And that's why Lord Jesus says. I would love to have gotten. Even to page three. Where it starts listing off what you've given us. And what that seed is bringing forth. And the enforcer himself here. And Lord that we can come to a place. Where we can exercise our rights. As the bride of Christ. And say to Satan. Give me back my son. Give me back my daughter. Give me back my family. Give me back my inheritance. Satan, I come against you in the name of Jesus Christ. You that would trouble the bride of Christ around the world. Well, we're going to trouble your kingdom. Because, Lord, we are your children. Father God, I pray that you'll make this a reality. To every son and daughter of God. That, Lord, we have Satan under our feet according to the word of God and according to the scripture. Not a theology. Not a concept, Lord. But a living reality. Father, we stand here this morning uniting together, praying for one another, asking, Lord, that you will intercede on our brothers and our sisters' behalf. That you will grant to them the very desires of their heart. We have prayed for Brother Ron Spencer. And we will trouble Satan's kingdom. And we will resist the devil. And we will bind our hearts together. And we will put the devil under our feet. He's the son of the living God. He's your child. He's my friend. And he's your son. And we stand together united as we would with our dear sister, Wit, Lord, as we would for one another. We stand united under the banner of love. We ask for their healing in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. 
Hallelujah. So I'm casting. Let's stand. God said, Amen. Amen. It's coming back for you and me. Amen. Why? Because He knows you're in the field. We started it out, Ruth 3 and 18. Sit still, Ruth, to see how the matter goes. Well, I told you how the matter went. Boaz took her into her tent, and the Lord gave her conception. You want to know how the matter went? God came to my tent. God came to your tent. Amen. And he gave you his word. He gave you his seed. And it's bringing forth the very life of almighty God. God bless you. God strengthen you. Make this a reality in your hearts. One more time. So I'm casting all my cares on
get me singing Psalms 46 yet. And I don't think it's Martin Luther's rendition. <laughs> so if he sang it at every time he went, had trouble. You know, Luther had trouble. He'd come to church and he said, okay, church, Psalms 46. So when you when I turn say Psalms 46, you'll know Brother Tom's going through trouble. I went through two troubling words, two troubling weeks. But I'm free this morning. I'm free this morning. Hallelujah. We're free, saints of God. Well, we're going to be freer in the States in a few more minutes. Are you going to put that up, Michael? Hi, Brother Greetings John. Greetings from Mount Baker Camp. Hallelujah. Jonathan, stand there. You look you look like an angel. <laughs> We're here with uh, Brother Mike Diaz, Brother Tom Frey, and Caleb Frey here. We're, we are live. We're ready to go. We're ready to go. So we want to make an announcement for the U.S. side. Next Sunday, if you'd like to gather at the camp, we've got the social distancing. The brothers, are that's what they're working on at the camp. If you'd like to gather and be with one another as we're doing here in the church and in the fellowship room, they're going to allow 50. So you can go on our webpage and do it the same way we got our seats here. And you get a, you get to choose your seat and you get to choose Sunday. And Lord willing, we'd like to get it set up so that when Brother John preaches, he's not preaching to his room. to be able to preach from the camp and we'll be able to be sitting here like they're doing. I think the brothers need to be appreciated. <laughs> Hallelujah. I'm excited. If the camp, if the border opened up, I'd go to camp. So next week, Lord willing, there'll be 50 at the sanctuary at Mount Baker Bible Way Camp. Those that are listening, get on the website, get there fast. As they say, there's only a few seats left. And may the Lord Jesus bless you. As you gather together around this glorious message. I know you're improper now to shake one another's hand. But you can turn around and say the best thing you could ever say. God bless you. Nice to be with you this morning. Trust you've been fed from the word of God. You're dismissed in Jesus name. God bless you Dan. Nice to see you.